Welcome to another edition of First Word from First Church. This is Pastor Dave Buchanan at the First Church in Sutton. Please enjoy the message and may God bless you richly through it. This morning, a scripture lesson comes from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to, you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. The gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 through 32. And when he entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them, I also will ask you one question. And if you tell me the answer, then I also will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, from where did it come? from heaven or from man? And they discussed it among themselves, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say to us, why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, we are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. What do you think? A man has two sons. And he went to the first and said, Son, go to and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward he changed his mind and went. And he went to the other son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first. Jesus said to them, Truly, I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes 
go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. I want to tell you a story around the word authority. And if you look at it in English, and I'll, I'll tell you in Greek, it even goes a layer deeper in the New Testament. But about authority, what's the root of the word authority? The author. Well, I got a brother-in-law who works in software. And all the way back when I was a cadet, he was working in the software office of the computer center at West Point. He was a young soldier. And he needed to be stationed close to home, so they, they put him at West Point, which was there in the Hudson Valley where family was. And uh, later, of course, he did his time as, as long as he had to and got out of the Army and went to work, as a number of my in-laws did, for IBM. And part of what he did was develop a software used by financial systems to this day. So that, that's a, a lot of programming and some substantial programming that it lasts decades. We think all programming gets washed out every couple of years. Well, this one didn't. And he worked years for IBM. And for those who know anybody who worked for IBM, the initials used to stand for I've been moved. So although he was able to stay in the Hudson Valley for a while, he finally wound up going to Los Angeles. Culture shock. He was in Los Angeles, raised his children, many of his children out, out there in Los Angeles, still working for IBM. IBM restructured. Work for somebody, you dread that word. Because he got restructured out of IBM. They brought in all these younger guys that, hot shots, boy, they were fresh graduates from computer programming schools, and they're going to know what to do. So Joe scratched his head and wound up moving to Boise, Idaho. Another culture shock. He had to go buy long trousers after all those years in LA. He literally didn't have long pants to wear, let alone a parka. In Boise, he's needed both. So he went to Boise to a small company that worked with financial software. So he's sitting in a meeting with all these young hotshots fresh out of computer school, and one of the hotshots said, well, the person who wrote this program obviously meant it to do thus and so and not this and that. And Joe looked at him and said, no, I didn't. <laughs> what you mean, old man, you didn't? He says, I wrote the software. Look at, look at the fine print and the uh, attributions of who wrote it. I know what I meant it to do. Well, Jesus says, who has authority here? Who has authority? Can I tell you another story right on top of the first one. I had a friend years ago, and she'd been through some tough times in life, and she and I had done a lot of talking, I'd done a lot of listening. And before I, I got ready to move, there's the IBM again, I, I moved from that area she said, I want to take you to lunch and tell you about something that I've been worried about. Said, okay. Well, my friend had had a dream three nights in a row and it was identical. And she said, I wasn't sure if it was right to have such a dream. Was it biblical? So I've been afraid to tell you, but if you're leaving the area, I've got to tell you before, so I'm okay before you go. She said, I, I, I dreamt that God was looking over this world he was creating. And an angel said, why, Lord? Why are you bothering? And God said, because I love them that much. Angel scratching his head. 
And she realizes that while she can't see the face of God, she sees a tear, just one. And God is creating Adam and Eve. And let's face it, creating Adam and Eve was a great idea, but it hasn't always worked out well on an earthly level, has it? The angel says, why are you bothering, Lord? You've got the angels. Because I love them that much. A tear. And he created all the rest of the world. He flooded the earth to cleanse it again. And the angel says, why, Lord? Tear. I love them that much. Brought them out of slavery. And what we remember in the Passover and the Lord's table, I love them that much came into the world as Jesus Christ and took on human form, as we just heard in Philippians. Although Jesus is of the essence of God, he took on our form to show us how to live, teach us how to live and love, and sadly, to show us how to suffer and die. And the angel was in anguish. Why, Lord, why? And now my friend sees two tears. And God replies to the angel, because I love her that And the dream ends with Easter morning. And the angel's not asking anymore. He gets it. My friend Karen had that dream three nights in a row. Identical. And she said, I didn't know it was biblical. I said, biblical? My dear, you got the private director's showing in his theater, narrated by the author. What could be more biblical than that? And it gave her great comfort in life. And out of that, not too many days later, a good Christian friend and Kathy and I got together to baptize Karen. It was a wonderful, wonderful event. I still talk to her on the phone 20 years, 20 plus years later, I talk to her once in a while, and she's, she's okay. Authority. The author of the story. We are told all the way back to Genesis. We're told in John. Have you ever noticed Genesis and John begin the same way? In the beginning. And John reminds us that Christ was present at the beginning. It wasn't just God the Father. All three were there. The Spirit of God moved over the waters and Christ was present. And through Christ was everything made. He's part of creation. He's, he's part of the author of the story. So when he asks the scribes and Pharisees, by what authority, they say, well, by what authority do you do this? Well, did you pay attention to John? No, well, I won't tell you those who need to recognize it too. And I'm part of the author of the story. The word authority in Greek goes a layer, layer deeper, I believe. It's exousia. Usia is your substance, your nature. Exousia means derived from, out of his very nature. And Jesus, we're told Philippians, was of the same nature as God the Father. He's of the same nature as the Holy Spirit. And out of that nature, out of being of the very nature of God, he has the authority, the authorship, to tell us the story, to call us to remember him at the baptismal font and at the Lord's table, when we sing his praise, when we hear his word. He has the authority to do that. Others over the years have tried to rewrite or add illicit parts to the Bible. Their authorship is not ex usia of God. It is not of the right substance. I get troubled when I hear of stories, children's stories, other books that 
are being rewritten by modern authors to fit our culture today and take out the error that the original authors put in there. And I think if you need to do that, just write a new book. Don't mess with what somebody else did, because if it's a masterpiece, don't toy with it. What other kind of a masterpiece do we have not to toy with? Now, have we always understood it rightly? Oh no, we don't have the mind of God. Do we struggle with translations from the ancient languages in which it was given? Uh-huh. And every once in a while, English has shifted enough that we need a fresh translation, and we have to load test it and make sure it's consistent with the Word of God. And that's why the best scholars look so hard to the original languages, and, and if they're smart, they have a good vernacular modern speaker to help them translate. But the substance of the story has the authority, the authority of the author, the authority of the nature of the author behind it. And when Jesus tells us to do something, he has that authority of being of God. Our job as the church is to seek at our, our very best to understand the gospel, to take it to heart, to love and appreciate the author, and then to share that story accurately, honestly, sometimes candidly, always lovingly, to draw people to the author of the story because beyond the story itself, the true love is not worship of the book. It's to worship and love the author of the story. Jesus Christ our Lord, God the Father, and God the Spirit. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.